This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they try to make me go to rehab, I won't go, go, go. Good evening, and welcome to Hooked. Joy 94.9's program about addiction. Research shows that the LGBTI community has addiction problems of at least twice that of the general population and we want to explore why and how this has come about. There are many suffering addiction, many more that are affected by those in active addiction and people that are grateful in recovery. My name is David. G'day David, my name's Russ. Uh, What are some of the reasons behind this problem? Are there pathways towards recovery and change? How does addiction affect loved ones, family members and partners of those in active addiction? We are not experts in this field, but a couple of mates who both happen to be in recovery. We believe that there needs to be a conversation in our community about addiction. Oh, if you'd like to join us in that conversation, you can SMS us on 0427-JOIN-949. That's 0427-569-949. Or email us at onair at joy.org.au or hooked at joy.org.au. If you're experiencing immediate problems or if content of this program causes distress, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or lifeline.org.au or Beyond Blue on 1300 2246 36 or beyondblue.org.au. Hey, do you remember our very first guest? Back last December, our very first program. I wanted this lady to be my girlfriend once, but um, yes, I do. Yes, I do. A beautiful, a beautiful soul, and she's a gorgeous woman. Tracy, how are you this evening? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? I was about to say, I was about to surprise you, Russ. I've got Tracy, our very first guest, on the line right now, but there you go. It's great to have you on the program. Great to be back. Now, can you remind us, Tracy, what were you on our very first program talking about? I was talking about uh, my recovery in AA from memory. It was a long time ago now. It's been such a great show, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been weeks. Yeah. It's been weeks since yeah. we've had you on. Months, Russ. Months. <laughs> How long is it? It was December. It was about December the 3rd, I think it was. was God, it's been six months. It was our very, very first program, and it was a great honour to have you on because you told us the story, and I remember at one stage uh, my jaw just dropped and you could hear a pin drop. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. You were telling, because you were so honest and so candid about your story um, before recovery, and I think it was at the period when you talked about waking up one morning next to your partner and she was black and blue with bruises um it look it was just it was just the way the story came out was just quite amazing and i uh, you know i was really shocked but you know it set the tone for our program uh because people have come on like yourself and told such real and such honest stories oh great no it's been such a a revelation being involved in it and um yeah you guys did a great thing great service and i hope that um, many of your listeners 
now have the opportunity to fix themselves and to... Um, yeah, seek some help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tracy, do you love living in Melbourne and listening to Joy? And and how, how important is it um, the GLBTI community to you in Melbourne? Uh, I come from I came from Wellington uh, in New Zealand about twenty five years ago, and the main context for the community um, has been through Joy and through associated people and contacts and. Yeah, it's been it's been great to be involved and um, and to listen. Obviously, my favourite program involves you guys. <laughs> By the way, for listeners that aren't too uh, aren't uh, familiar that. with Tracy's story, if you want to go to joy.org.au/hooked, you can always go back to the very first episode and have a listen to that podcast because there was a lot of information in it and there was also a lot of hope. And I think you know our program has brought a lot of hope because of stories such as yours. What sort of hope did you deliver to us? But the interesting thing is that. Um, this week is actually my 31st anniversary in, a, in AA, 31 wow. years of recovery. So it's very timely. Congratulations, uh, Trace. Thanks a lot. I don't feel well. <laughs> <laughs> considering you're only, it, uh, considering you're only 37, you must have got sober well, yeah, early. I was going to say, <laughs> you're not old enough to be... There's a whole lot of drinking that went on before six. <laughs> <laughs> How many years was it again, Tracy? Uh, 31. Oh, my goodness. Good on you. Nice. Oh, listen to that. Hooray. Hooray. Hey, Trace. Jo- I guess there's a whole lot of hope that goes with, with being around that long. And, yeah, every day is a, a blessing, isn't it? It is when you're sober. It really is. Hey, Trace, um, Joy uh, actually is a very um, uh, community-inclusive um, uh Radio station is there a is there a a big um, GLBTI recovery community and and you should you know take the step if you think you've got a drinking problem and go and and absolutely yeah. there's quite a few meetings around Melbourne. Um, there's the what sort of meetings are these? Sorry, Tracy. There are AA meetings. What for um, LGBTIQ people? Absolutely, specifically for. Yeah, there's uh, three, I think, at last count. There's a um, couple on Friday night and another men's meeting on Sunday night, specifically wow. for gay men. Yeah, yeah. So well worth getting involved. If you think you've got a problem, just go along, have a listen, have a look and see. And you've met some great mates and really enjoyed your time um, in recovery and, and being a part of AA. So it's it's pretty been pretty wonderful, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. Uh, I don't think I would be around today if it wasn't for AA. And my, particularly my gay um, mates and colleagues, yeah, yep, definitely. Well, you've, you've, you've found your tribe and um, and we just love the fact that you um, come on Join Only 4.9 and share your experience with us. That's fantastic. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. <laughs> it's been great having you as our first guest when we started the oh. program and our first guest tonight. Uh, and, of course, yeah. if you want to hear stories like Tracy's, uh, support Joy 94.9, become a member, because we want to stay on air. We don't run on air. We want to stay on air. Thank you so much again, Tracy. No problem. Good night, guys. See you, Trace. It was on Christmas Eve that Big Daddy first came to the airwaves. Oh, and he he's was a great on guy, our program. Big Daddy. Yeah. And Big Daddy, I've got on the line right now. Hello, Big Daddy. 
Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, How it's are a you? pleasure having you on Joy 94.9 again, Big Daddy. Now, you appeared on the program with PDM and you both talked about 12-step, um, 12, what is it, 12-step recovery? That's right. Yeah, it was a really interesting program because I yep. think you talked about how you tried a whole lot of different things and this was the only one that actually worked for you. Yes, after many years I'd been, uh, you know, in, in and out of rehab and I'd tried uh, a, a number of different ways of uh, trying to control my drinking until, uh, you know, it sort of dawned on me that maybe the way I could control my drinking would be by not drinking at all. So, yeah. AA became a, uh, a, a home for me and it's been that way for a few years now. And um, Big Daddy, do you, um, how important is the GLBTI community um, to you? I mean, here at Joy 94.9, we um, have a fantastic community here. And do you find that uh, you're part of that and you love Melbourne for the, um, for the way we all come together as a community? Well, I think it's really, I've been involved in the, uh, the, the queer community for many, many years when I was, first moved to Melbourne, I was involved, uh, worked at the Also Foundation, if there's any listeners that might remember what that is. And, um, you know, we, we did a lot of fundraising through the dance parties down oh, on yeah, Doxford. you had some great parties, didn't you? And, um, you know, we often, uh, part of the, the grants that the Also Foundation used to give out, um, some of that money went uh, to the uh, Joy FM. And, you know, I remember one year we gave them some money to put in a... Um, some sort of transmitter in the top of the uh, Centrepoint building. So, yeah, oh. I'm not sure if that's still used these days. Yeah, but, I'm yeah. not sure either. That, that, that's great that um, also was part of um, giving donations to Join Only 4.9, which is important to keep us on air for another 12 months. And um, and Big Daddy, um, how is your recovery going these days? You're um, still um, you're, you're still um, sober and proud and, and, and enjoying life? All of those things, and I'm really happy to be able to say that I think that programs like Hooked on our community radio station enable uh, a lot of people to hear the, the message about, um, about recovery and that there is hope after addiction and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's great that there's a ven- uh, an avenue through uh, community radio such as Joy FM to be able to spread that message. Yeah. And you, you said um, uh, recovery changed your life forever. Um, totally. Did it make it? Did it help you with um, coming out and being an out and loud, prou- uh, proud gay man? It's. It. Uh, I actually came out when I was still drinking alcohol, and I was in the middle of all of my um, uh, drinking, and it probably gave me more excuses to drink even more. Um, mm. But um, um, certainly coming out was a, a, a very uh, emotional experience, a, a big part of my life. But what alcohol, what putting alcohol away did for me was able to look at myself and see myself for who I really was and to change those things about me that um, needed to be changed so that I could sustain a sober, um, normal life. Yep. And look, I know you um, very well as, as as a friend and colleague, and I think um, what recovery has given you is um, you're just a, um, an all around nice guy. You know, it's not um, you've got you've got this set of principles that you that you're guided by now, and and you right. you do the next right yeah. thing with everything that you do each day. 
Absolutely. That's exactly right. And, you know, 12-step uh, programs taught me how to do that stuff and the people that are in 12-step programs. It's a community within a community and it's really great that there's there's queer meetings and everything like that in, yeah. in a lot of the 12-step programs in Melbourne too. Yeah, the other thing that Russ was just touching on before, how um, often our sexual identity is actually entangled and enmeshed in part of our addiction story where we might... Uh, have trouble coming out or we may have been discriminated or bullied even as children or discriminated in workplace later on. So that was part of your story as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, um, it was part of my story that, uh, you know, I I was, uh, I in fact uh, was married to a woman for a number of years and and, uh, I couldn't... um, yeah, exactly. You know, that, that, that I had to hide behind all of that and alcohol helped me do that, you know, yeah. Yeah. helped me put the facade up and all, you know, that sort of stuff, yeah. Well, we've just had a message come in, Big Daddy, uh, from Sparky and Sparky says that the um, the tra- transmitter that um, also donated a few years back got retired. So there you go. So, oh, right. So, oh, well. yeah, so we know that now. But, but I'm sure they got the value out of it when they needed to. So I'm that's sure they good. did. But we can't thank you enough for your service when you come on joy it's 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 great for our community to um to hear someone who's who's got good recovery and um and doesn't drink anymore and has a fantastic life so thanks for the chat tonight no worries thank you for having me on boys well thank you for being a guest the uh in our third ever program and as well as tonight thank you very much big daddy good night now, also on the line, I have another surprise guest for you, oh, Russ. Oh, my gosh. Who is it? Well, I don't know. Do you remember around about our fifth program, we did one on self-harm? Oh, that was one of my favourite shows. Yeah. Our guest that night was Tosh, and I have Tosh on the line right now. Haven't I, Tosh? Hello. <laughs> Hello, Tosh. Look, I'm going to tell you, just like um, when we were talking to Tracy before, uh, the night that you came in and talked to us about self-harm was another one of those nights when we're in the studio and you're telling your story and I think both of our jaws just dropped. Oh, and I think myself included. It was. It's always an incredibly powerful thing to be able to tell your story for a reason. Mm. You know, I think... Um, you know, you can run your own story through your head so many times and it can mean nothing or it can mean worse than nothing. Um, and to be able to share it with others is, you know, for the purpose of helping others is the most powerful thing you can do, I suppose. That was probably the first time you told your story publicly, like on a, on a radio station or something like that, I would suggest. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I remember episode so uh, obviously, like, I'm at the very different end of of recovery to say just big daddy just before us um like time wise so it wasn't even long before i was on the show that you know i was explaining that story to people like my mother you know um doing something like that on the radio that's a big step away from where i was say you know just just over a year before then well, I think you're a very brave uh, man, Tosh, to to come onto a radio station and and, sh- and share that. How is your recovery going these days? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, speaking of time, um, you know, I have, it is, it, far and away, time is the biggest thing recovery has given me. Um, and, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to overthink this. My recovery's going fine. I've got a lot of things 
going on at the moment. But, um, you know, it gives me the time and <laughs> clarity to just, you know, make some of the right decisions myself, but also ask other people for help, which mm. is something I never really did um, ever before. So I do my best. And, and just to remind our listeners, you're, you're, you're a young um, gentleman. How old are you again? Uh, 22 now. 22. I would have been yeah. 21 when I think I was on, yeah. yeah. And you, um, and uh, if you don't mind sharing, you, you don't drink. Um, and you, no. Uh, and, you, and you lead a, um, a pretty um, amazing sober, sober life these days as a more, young guy. More yeah. importantly, you don't self-harm anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I try to live a relatively straight, narrow existence, yeah. Um, but I think, it, speaking of that, especially because, yeah, I haven't drunk for a long time, but it was it was a lot uh, sooner than that to now, the, the last time I, I um, hurt myself, that's for sure, you know. Um, I, it's, you know, that was why I came on. It's another conniving and terrifying illness um, which some of us have to fight, you know, mm. and some of us have to come up against. And I think about it now, and it has been a long time. It's been at least a, a year now since then. Which is amazing, and congratulations on that too, Tosh. Well, if anybody you, wants to hear the program uh, about self-harm, you can go and check out joy.org.au slash hooked, and you can go back to, I think it's around about our fifth podcast. Uh, if you want to hear an amazing, honest, and very um, carefully put-together story, uh, it's not that it's put together, but it was just you are very sensitive to anybody that might uh, be self-harming that might have been listening at that time, which, which I really respect a lot. I made the decision to be very conscious at the time about how I discussed it, but discussing it is the most important part still. Um, you can be careful, but it's better than being silent. It's an illness of the mind, and messages in this field can be taken very different ways by by basically anyone. You can have 20 different interpretations among 20 different people who might be struggling, you know, to anything that's said. And I, I can only speak from my own experience there, you know, thinking back on, on some of the ways I perceived other messages out there, it, it, they weren't healthy, but they were my own reasons for for unhealthiness and insanity, you know. It was so dangerous, I think, personally for me, because it was my own narrative. It was yeah. my own narrative. I wasn't hearing anybody else take me seriously. Yeah, I know. You the know? narrative he, that you had in your own head, which um, once you actually get it out there and actually do ask for help, it makes such a big difference. Look, Tosh, oh, we're going to have yeah. to uh, leave it there because we have some more guests coming up. But uh, oh. thank you so much for sharing your story back on our program about self-help. And, of course, without guests like you, we wouldn't have this show. Uh, and, of course, without the supporters of Joy 94 uh, members and also uh, people that want to make donations we wouldn't have a program but thank you once again tonight for coming on uh, thank you very much for having me it was absolutely my pleasure thank see you soon Tosh thank you Bye. now we've got another one of our previous guests oh, on the line it's the camp one isn't it well I don't know whether I'd say that <laughs> <laughs> there you go straight into <gasps> how are you girlfriend I'm very well, thank you. I'm lying in bed with a tub of tip-top ice cream. Oh, and listening to Joy 94.9's amazing program about addiction in the LGBTI community. Now, I just want to remind people that are listening, uh, that certainly may be regular listeners, that you came on the program to talk about getting re into recovery when you were young. That's correct. Three weeks this very night, I was there. 
And it was an interesting program because a lot of people, you know, that both Russ and myself know, because we're both in recovery, but we know a number of people that are in recovery, didn't quite make it until it was until we were later in our lives, certainly older. But you had a very different experience because you were much, well, you were 23, I think, when you got into recovery. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. When I look back now, I'm quite surprised myself still, you know, um, because, you know, obviously I've stayed in recovery and I very rarely see someone sort of under 30 coming in. It's always quite funny to think back to think that I've sort of brought, reached that rock bottom at that sort of young age. But at the same time, you've had a very strong recovery because, you know, once again, we remind people on this program that the opposite to addiction is connection. You've been connected with people, certainly with people within the LGBTI community as well. Yeah, look, David, you're right. And, you you know, that's a good reminder to me that um, I did, you know, what I got by getting sober and clean at a young age was the opportunity to really, really love and, and live during my 20s and 30s, which might not necessarily have happened had I kept on drinking. Well, it gave you the opportunity to actually like your like yourself. And look, honestly, Chris, even though you're a few years older now, you're you're 29, you don't feel as though that you've missed out on anything, do you, Don? <laughs> 28. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't feel like you've missed out on anything being a, being a sober dude, do you? No, definitely not. Look, you know, there's things that I thought I would never be able to do when I get when I started um, in recovery. But you know what? I have managed to do everything that I've wanted and more. Well, you yeah, and that's what I mean. I've I've um, often um, uh, seen you on social media and, and seen you out and about, and I, I know you've you've been to um, you know gay dance parties. You've um, you'll go and see Sure or whoever's playing, and you and you like drag race and all of that sort of stuff. So, just because you don't drink doesn't mean you can't be a, a staunch member of our community, right? I've been at dance parties in the US. I went to a dance party, which was actually part of a um, national convention. There was 4,000 gay members at a dance party sober. Um, I've been at Mardi Gras four times sober, including the one where Cher performed. I was there until 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) I was sober and I had vomit on my legs. so there's nothing I've missed out on, definitely not. I don't believe I have. I believe if anything, you know, I've, I've been able to experience more because I've been sober. What did you wear to Mardi Gras? I think Less. you know very well what I wore it, you know, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> but at the same time, you are a shining example of the fact that, uh, you know, you did get into recovery early, which is an amazing feat in itself, and that life doesn't stop because that was the thing. You know, we had uh, both Russ and myself, we were talking about how we wish we'd got into recovery earlier. And at the same time, when you first got into recovery, you were just thinking, surely there's more than, oh, my God, this is where it's come to. And that's right, you know, I used to think, oh, I wish I had managed to sort of have this crazy 20s and 30s, mm. drinking and partying and holidays in Ibiza, you know, and I thought, oh, you know, I was gutted that I was 23 and I just thought that was the end of my party in life. But as I say, because I stayed sober and I've experienced life in 20s and 30s sober, it's been everything that I, I always, you know, getting sober and clean has given me everything that I desired through alcohol. So if anything, it was just the beginning. Thank you so much, Chris, for reappearing on Hook tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. And we look forward to more input from you in future shows as well. Thanks again, Chris. See you soon, Chris. Bye. Good night. Bye. Hey, I've got a surprise guest for you. On the line right now. Tell me who it is. No, I'm going to let you figure it out. Uh, Let's just make sure. Are you there, mystery guest? Yes, I am. 
<laughs> oh, it's my favourite. How are you, darling? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Very Sorry. good indeed. Sorry I kept you waiting there, PDM, but um, you've been an integral part of our program. You have been on a number of our programs. Uh, can you remind us which ones you've been on? You've been on... Uh, we certainly were talking to Big Daddy before. You were talking about 12-step programs back in December, and I think you've helped think out when Russ has wow. been away. Uh, what else have we done? Well, we did a couple of interviews to di- together. We did the interview last week with Stu Fenton, and uh, I was actually listening to the podcast tonight. Stu Fenton, yeah. uh, for those people that didn't hear last week's program, runs a rehab in Thailand um, called R12, which is a, a resort, but it's a, a, res- a rehab for GLBTIQ people. I was listening to that tonight, and you sounded fantastic. You asked amazing questions. Oh, cool. I thought the the most interesting one for me was the uh, food addict. I thought that was really interesting. Ah, uh, that was the one that Russ missed out on because he was sick, and that was the one you were looking forward to most, weren't you, I Russ? I know, I was a bit jolly about that, but I'm glad you guys had a good time on that show. Um, Paul, um, what's your sense of community around joy in the Melbourne and the GLBTI community? Well, I think joy is incredibly important for our community because it just gives us a voice, it gives us somewhere to go to listen to to people that we can identify with and as we speak about so much on Hooked, having that ability to identify with someone and connect with them is so important and I think that's what Joy is able to do for our community. It gives people a voice and and play some pretty decent music too. Absolutely. And you're a a Joyster from way back. Oh, you did the course and you've done um, a couple of shows here and uh, it's fun working at Joy, isn't it? It is, it is a lot of fun. There's a whole range of people that you can um, make friends with and hang out with, people from all walks of life, uh, and really just like a little slice of the community in a, in a studio. It's great. This program wouldn't be uh, possible without people like yourself and also the people that are members. Yeah. yeah. Would, would you recommend um, people to volunteer here, Paul? Would I recommend it? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's great. It gives you a, a sense of helping, a sense of achievement to be able to be a part of the community. Um, that's certainly what I took away from, from my experience with Joy. Um, so I'd heartily recommend it. If you, uh, even if you're working full-time, if you're not working, there's, sort of, there's roles for everybody. So get into it. And do you think that this program Hooked is a, is a good service for our community to try to get people who are, you know, having a bad time and, and into, into some sort of um, recovery to start a new life? Absolutely. I think it, it lifts the lid because so many, so many of us, when we're struggling, and I'm speaking from my own personal um, perspective, we feel like we are the only person in that situation. So for to have a program like Hooked, which talks about people's um, struggles with addiction particularly um, it lifts a lid on that and it makes makes everybody aware that you're not the only one with this issue and there's help out there and how's your recovery going these days paul it's going pretty well thank you oh, i like that hey uh, i heard you lost your job recently did that make a big difference to your recovery what's that sorry you lost your job recently i did look uh it back in the bad old days, uh, me losing my job would have been a great excuse for me to, to drink even more. Um, that's certainly not the case now. I'm just I'm just getting trying to get back on the horse and doing that whole process of uh, applications and interviews and um, 
But you've got tools to actually cope with those sorts of things rather than just uh, go out and do even more. Exactly. And do you you feel as though that your GLBTI um, recovery friends are um, are integral to your recovery? Oh, God, yeah. Couldn't do it without them. Uh, It's just so important to to know that you have that support um, and and just a friendly ear, Mm. someone to distract you. Thank you so much for being a, a part of our show and we look forward to you being part of its future as well. Thanks, David. Thanks, Russ. See you soon, mate. Bye. Well, that's almost the end of our um, program for the night. Uh, We hope that you've enjoyed tonight's show and remind you that if you are experiencing immediate problems or if content of this program raises issues that cause distress, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. It is important to move away from self-destructive reasoning. Recovery involves breaking the cycle of addiction, removing the trigger of negative thinking and restoring us to emotional sobriety. One of the greatest highs in life is feeling good about ourselves. Always remember that none of us are alone in this world and that the first step in recovery is to just ask for help. That's right. And we want our community to be one of hope and look forward to your company next week as we continue to explore addiction on Hooked. Meanwhile, it's goodbye from Russ. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, David. Goodbye. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.